I knew that intelligence directed aright always makes man the master of his fate. That night, I called my Indian workers together in front of the plantation house. I saw their faces go ashen with terror as I told them that the ants were coming. Watched them as they milled around, muttering. I said nothing more to them. Finally, one of the men stepped forward. Blas, the foreman. Uh, Patron. We have worked hard here for these three years. Uh, all of us. We have built the finest plantation in this district. We all share in it. It has been a home for all of us and our families. Now the ants come. So? Uh, those ditches we dug last year, the pipe we put in the ground, that was for the ants? Yes, that was for the ants. If we moved our families across the river, the ants could not reach them? Yes, that's right. And you? Well, the ants are mighty. We know what they can do. All of us think that you are mighty. Patron, we will stay with you and fight against the ants. I knew that the men would give me that answer. I counted on it. I thought of the commissioner and wondered what he would say in such unquestioning confidence. Would he still think I was insane? Or had he dismissed it out of my mind? One man who calmly evaluated his chances against a deadly menace, coolly decided he could win and was willing to stake his life on it, to risk a horrible death for it. It was terrifying. And yet it was fascinating. The next morning I sent for my assistant. Together we went to the huge map of the district which hung from a wall of my office and checked the last reported position of the ants. Last night they had reached here, about 70 miles above this fork in the river. Traveling southeast? Uh, yes. Directly toward Leinenshaw. Toward uh, whom, sir? That plantation at the bend in the river belongs to a man named Leinenshaw. When would you say the ants will reach there? Oh, I, I don't know. Uh, I imagine about uh, tomorrow noon. Tomorrow noon. Still time. Uh, still uh, time? Uh, what do you mean, sir? Why? Why nothing. But what did I mean? Still time for what? For Lanagan to flee or still time for me to... Even as I rejected the thought with horror, I knew that the fascination of that man was more than I could resist. That Lanagan's fight was drawing me back toward that plantation and death. I knew now past all doubt that I was going back. I had to. It was ten o'clock in the morning when I rounded the bend and saw Lanningen's plantation before me. I put in at the dock and tied up the launch. Then I saw him standing on the bank above me, arms folded, stubby cigar in his mouth, and that same smug grin on his face. I made my way up to him. Ah, back with another warning, Commissioner? No. Back to stay a while? Yes. <laughs> you don't seem surprised. No, I'm not. You expected me? I thought you'd be back. Yeah, come along, we'll get some horses. You'll want to ride around the plantation, take a look at the defenses I've rigged up. Yes, I'll want to see the defenses. And the ants. We'll be getting a glimpse of them before long, I should think. Yes, the ants. 
defenses Leiningen had devised were quite impressive. Surrounding three sides of the plantation like a huge horseshoe was a ditch 12 feet wide. The ends of this horseshoe-shaped ditch ran into the river which formed the fourth side of the plantation. And at the upriver entrance to the ditch, Leiningen had constructed a dam by which the river water could be diverted into the ditch. A large handwheel controlled the floodgate of the dam and apparently Leiningen had ordered it open immediately after my arrival. Whereas we now approached the ditch and rode along it, I could see that it was nearly full. Ah, how do you like my first line of defense, Commissioner? It's reassuring, like a moat around a castle. <laughs> Unless the ants know how to build rafts, they won't reach the plantation. But this is only the outer moat. There's a better one than this. Now, come along. We'll go up to the high ground where the buildings are. I can get a view from there.